Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast coming to you live on tape from the Hilton Atlanta Airport. Uh, we spent the day in SEC country watching a terrific Auburn Tigers Texas A&M Aggies football game from Jordan Hare Stadium. And uh, I, before we get into the ASU game, beautiful campus, yeah. beautiful stadium in Auburn. It definitely was. It was cool. Yeah, I mean our uh, our second SEC stop in the in the annual tour, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. A great great place to see a game, and uh, luckily we we didn't actually leave when we thought about leaving with twenty four fourteen with about what seven minutes to go, and A and M had, had, had the ball inside Auburn territory. It felt like game was pretty much over, and uh, you know, thankfully I had that big soda to start <laughs> the game, and I had to go to the bathroom and. While I was in there, I got an interception, and we ended up going back in and saw quite a finish. When we were walking down the ramp, uh, we talked about, well, there's no way at this <laughs> juncture in the game you put the ball in the air. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I mean, I, I said, you know, maybe Auburn will get an interception, and we'll run back in and see what happens. And you said, and I agreed, like, you know, why would it, why would A&M even throw? And I think it was third down. They did try to throw and threw in a pick, and... It, it sparked Auburn all of a sudden, you know, an offense that was pretty much dead for most of the game. Three and a half quarters. Um, I mean, had one good drive in the second quarter. Yeah. And aside from that, really did very and, little. And could not run the ball. No, no. Um, and still really didn't. But, you know, finally got the passing game going. Some of those contested catches that they were not making in the first three-plus quarters they made and uh, made some great catches, you know, to the one to set up the first touchdown that the one and then the one for the touchdown to go ahead. Um, pretty exciting. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun game, definitely, and we got to see the home team win. Yeah, which we don't normally do. <laughs> no, we were we were 0-1, and it looked like it would be 0-2 on that path in our SEC visits. So, and um, we saw Northwestern we lose to Michigan. We did see Northwestern lose, yeah. yeah. Um, so this was uh, an unexpected turnaround at the end. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the season for Auburn is not going to be what it was hoped to be but got to be kind of a monkey off the back, at least for a, a seven-day span of Malzahn, Jarrett Stidham. You know, they've been under fire here, and and for good reason. Uh, but, you know, to, to be able to get a win like that against a pretty good A&M team, you know, has to relieve the pressure, at least, like I said, for seven days until they play Georgia. And if they get beat there and be beat by Alabama, then, you know, be right back on them. But. The, uh, the other side of the coin, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher's got to be wondering what what the heck happened. Uh, yeah, you know, they were they dominated that game. They dominated. They really position. did. They really they did. dominated. They and all of a sudden they were getting whatever they wanted on the ground. Yeah. four or five yards of crack. You know, Auburn yeah. couldn't make the tackles. And then, you know, when we were watching the last drive when right. they had the lead, uh, you know, when they were up yeah. trying to preserve it, it was it, it, you know just run the ball, just right. just run. Well, yeah, I mean, and it gets the ball back up by three. And it was like five plus minutes to go. Auburn yeah. had all three timeouts, but they get a couple. They get a first down right away on the first play, get it out past the thirty-five. Um, you know, get another first down on a third and short. You know, they run for a first down. Yeah. Auburn's got those three timeouts still, but you're thinking, well, at the very least, you're going to make them use all three. Well, they run for nothing. They make them use one. Then they call a pass play that was a fumble by Mond. You know that, that luckily somehow A and M recovered because the Auburn guy fell right on the ball. The ball like you know slips under his stomach. Um, makes him use the second time out, and then they call another pass play, and they don't use the third. Now they didn't end up needing it, but the the series there was head scratching. Um, well, and for how good they looked running the ball, Mond looked 
kind of at a loss he throwing throw the ball all day. He did not throw it well. No, I mean, he had a couple of really big plays that throw back to the tight end on the yeah. first drive of the, of the third quarter. Uh, was a gutsy call. And, and barely you know, over the hand of the defender. Barely, yeah. You know, I mean, they had, I don't know how many yards he ended up with, but yeah, a lot of it was, you know, short passes to their running backs that turned into bigger plays. Not much in the way of down-the-field passing. I mean, at times he sat in the pocket and threw the ball completed. Probably less than five, I would guess, the entire game. But the Tigers won. Another team that won, much to the shock and amazement of you and I, was yeah. ASU at, on homecoming day, 38-20. Yeah. to 20. Uh, U- Utah's quarterback, Tyler Huntley, got hurt. Uh, but their offense really didn't do much. Moss got his with yeah. 18 carries for 128 yards. But on the flip side, ASU, Eno Benjamin, 27 carries, 175 yards, two touchdowns. And somehow with those numbers, not the offensive star oh, of the no, game. No, yeah. Because Nikhil Harry, nine catches, 161, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, i got to be the first time all year we had two receivers go over 100 yards because I think Ayuk had over 100. Too, Ayuk, right? six for 101. Yeah, I mean, I don't think <laughs> we've come close to doing that this year. Um, Kyle Williams, so, three for 22 and... Uh, Tommy Hudson with yeah. one catch for one yard. Yeah, I mean, this was probably, considering the quality of defense, probably the best offensive game we've had. I mean, we put up more points against UTSA and, and Oregon State, obviously, um, and had the same amount of points against USC. But as we you know talked about last week, USC, we had a special teams touchdown. We had another one set up inside the 10 off a turnover. This game was, was you know, none of the, none of the drives were – Easy. I mean, I don't believe any came. We had the one touchdown off an interception, but got the ball at midfield. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like we were set up inside the 20 or anything. Um, you know, good defensive night. Certainly, I mean, they played well, too. But but uh, offensively, this was more like it. This was what you had envisioned for this offense to be able to throw the ball, uh, run the ball well, you know, as a compliment to that. Um, Manny had one interception, I guess, but no other turnovers. They had four, three, four. three. Yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, just a really solid win and a, a win that certainly, as we talked about, I don't think either of us really thought it would happen, but puts us, you know, in a pretty good position now with three games to go to try Control to win the South. Now, destiny. you know, the South is crazy. Look at the standings. All six teams have either three or four losses. So everybody's alive. I mean, you know, yes, we're alive. So is UCLA. So is Arizona. Two teams that got off to miserable starts. And, you know, the Wolves were at the door there for their new coaches, and they could end up in the conference title game stunningly. So who knows who it's going to be. But uh, we got just as good a chance as any. And now we've got head-to-head wins on USC and Utah, which, Mm -hmm. you know, could prove really big. Yeah, and Colorado dropping that game yeah. to Arizona makes our now loss to them. Now we're a game ahead of them, yeah. yeah. And, and if they lose any other games, which they still have Washington State, um, you know, and if they and they still have Utah, who knows? Now with Utah losing Huntley, it probably changes the dynamic for them a little bit because it looks like he's probably out the rest of the year if he does indeed have the collarbone injury. Um, but yeah, we've got a shot and. You know, home game against UCLA next week. Got to take care of business there, and and then two road games to finish. But uh, I mean, all of a sudden that that Friday night in Santa Clara is a possibility. Which who would have guessed? Yeah. This, as recently as you know, nine days ago, ASU improves to five and four, a win away from bowl eligibility. Yeah. Um, th- today's stat line for the team is just the mark of a team that was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Forced three turnovers. 
possessed the ball for over 36 minutes, yeah. had over 500 yards of offense, converted half of their third downs, and were one for one on fourth ah, downs. Well, and it, and it seemed like the second half was total domination. I mean, we, we got off to a great start, up 14 nothing after the, you know, the first three total possessions. We scored. Uh, we get an interception on their first possession. We score again. But then they hit us back. And they come back, they get 17 unanswered. You know, you and I are driving back, listening to it, and thinking, well, boy, you know, can we? Well, you know, that time we answered the bell. They go up, we go down and score right away. Get a get a touchdown probably within two minutes of game time, it seemed like. Yeah, well, I mean, their their touchdown came with 2.15 to yeah. go and with 101 to so go. Not, yeah, barely over a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was a big answer. And then to... It looked like they were maybe going to get some points before the half, but we got a sack there that, that you know pushed them back past the fifty, um, then and held them to the to the field goal on that good drive in the third yeah. quarter, and that was the end. And that of was it. it. We dominated from there on. You know, Harry had some big plays. Eno Benjamin had the run that basically iced the game. You know, big run there in the fourth quarter, put us up by the final score. You know, eighteen points and uh, really good defense. Now, admittedly, we were playing their backup quarterback, but you know. You can only play the guys in front of you, and we've had some games in the past um, where we played backup quarterbacks and not taken advantage. Almost last week, you know, we got Jack Sears, and and you know, for a stretch there, the, the USC offense was marching it up and down on us. So, no excuses, you know. Like, I mean, you, you, that's what they have, and he's their number two quarterback, and he wasn't up to the job, I guess. But we played well too. Going now to look at the Pac-12 South. Utah's four and three, Arizona's four and three, ASU and USC three and three, yeah. UCLA two and three, Colorado two and four. Yeah. Um, only ASU and USC have wins over ranked opponents at the time they were ranked. Wow, and we've got two, right? Yeah, because so, we beat Michigan, Michigan State, State and, and, and Utah. Uh, and Utah, yeah. I mean, um, so a a very uh, very impressive. Win uh, two, you know, two good wins in a row. I mean, when we were three and four after that Stanford game, I think you know the the thoughts start to creep in that three and five and three and six, and you know, is this going to be a four and eight finish? And they've uh, they've answered the bell, which was questionable to me because the Stanford game was probably the least inspired performance of the year. We had played well in our losses. With, well, we hadn't played well. We had played hard. Weeks mm-hmm. and and after the Stanford game, it seemed like a game that that sometimes they were going through the motions, um, that they were waiting for someone else to save the day when no one wanted to do it themselves. Um, and you started thinking, boy, I mean, the crowd was so bad that night. And it's like, where's this season going? But they have responded extremely well with these last two. Uh, you know, to to all of a sudden again, now you put the Pac-12 title game in play, which is amazing. One other thing that I feel I need to point out because I had been very tough on the conference overall. Washington already bowl eligible. Washington State already bowl eligible. Utah already bowl eligible. Then these teams all have five wins. Stanford, Oregon, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Bigger the majority of them. I mean, some of them will have to because they play each other, obviously. You know, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, you know, Cal, I, you know, I think Cal plays some of those teams. Well, Cal uh, plays Stanford. True. So that, you know, one of them is going to get there. Uh, you know, Colorado still plays Utah. Yeah. Utah's got six, but 
Um, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's certainly some opportunities and you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have plenty, I think. And now again, just bull eligibility. What does that really do? I mean, you, what you need is, is somebody to kind of, you know, contend for a title and that's going to be Washington state. If anybody this year, um, and we'll see, you know, maybe they can and, and, uh, they can be the, the flag bearer for the conference this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting race. Obviously, the South is maybe along with the ACC uh, Coastal, the hardest division to know where it's going right now. I mean, probably even more so because in the Coastal, you could pretty much write off North Carolina. You can, you know, I mean, in the Pac-12 South, you can't write off anybody. As bad as some of those teams have looked at times, everybody's right there. I mean, even if UCLA loses tonight, everybody's within a game of each other. So, who knows? And just to be clear, it is 12 minutes to 8 Eastern, so Washington State has not played tonight. If no, they, they have not. If they lose, then that's, so, yeah, that's the end. It'll be uh, a while. It'll be three hours before they even kick off tonight. So uh, so I by can, the time you listen I to I can this, tell you I'll be long asleep by the time they put uh, toe to ball and kick that game off. And actually, I'll be you know probably closer to waking up by the time that game's <laughs> over. Uh, so, yeah, Easter time's a... A weird beast for someone like me. Um, Ten forty-five start time for a game is a weird one to see on your phone. But um, yeah, you know it'll it'll be interesting. But a, a great win and marks two years in a row that when we're in SEC country, ASU gets maybe its most impressive win of the season over Utah. Keep that in mind when the Pac-12 <laughs> schedule comes out. Um, you know maybe we need to schedule this again. But uh, a really satisfying and exciting. I mean, three weeks to go. With everything in our hands. We don't need any help. We win the last three games. We're going to the Pac-12 title game. Easier said than done, but not that hard to do, I don't think. Herm wins homecoming. It's senior day next week against UCLA, followed by, as Matt said, the two road games with the Ducks and the Wildcats. Uh, We'll be back to preview all of that. Also, Tuesday is the start of ASU basketball against Cal State Fullerton. Uh, We'll talk about everything. And probably some other stuff that we haven't even considered yet. That's right. But until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.